There is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved. To feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now. If you'll only give yourself permission to access it. To tune in to the truth of who you are. To allow the healing of your soul. Self-healer. Rise. beautiful beloveds <laughs> I'm just literally just um, appreciating my own existence as I'm about to record this podcast that was just really spontaneous but I needed to let you know that or should I say I wanted to let you know that <laughs> so <laughs> I've just been doing some pranayama meditation so I'm kind of just blissed out right now but today's topic is the self Oh my god, no, it's not the self, but it is always the self. It's always about the self, capital S. <laughs> the cure for self-hatred is self-love. Sounds simple, doesn't it? But, you know, when you are in that place of experiencing self-hatred, you know that self-loathing and self-sabotaging and self-denial is very weighty and it's just there are no words and you also know that the experience of self-love is also liberating and it's beautiful and it's (laughs) and for someone like me Scorpio Moon highly sensitive I feel very deeply so regardless of which side of you know whether I'm experiencing self-loathing or self-hatred or whether I'm experiencing self-love. For me, the depths and the heights are so... I don't know if you relate to this, beloveds, but I feel my happiness so deeply. Like when I'm happy, I'm so happy. And I feel it intensely. And when I feel sad... I feel really sad, you know, and and the reason why I wanted to record this podcast today is because I personally experience self-loathing, self-denial, self-hatred as a, as a, I don't know if coping mechanism is the right word, but because in my childhood, I felt, I'm not saying that this is truth, it's just how I perceived my childhood. Um, and uh, being able to um, observe rather than judge my actual parents which is never really what I want to do Um, (laughs) I never felt like there was a mirror held up to me you know if you think about your childhood and if you think about whether you have a parent on the 
APD spectrum and I know it gets boring hearing me talk about antisocial personality disorders but it is a real thing beloveds whether you see that or not and also saying that it's never about labeling people labels are just there so that you can identify you know it's not there so that you can go oh you're this and you're that and you're this and you're that it's not even about that labels are just like they're just there to identify so um I've lost my train of thought now, beloved. <laughs> Three minutes and 17 seconds into the podcast and yeah. So if in your childhood you felt like there was just like, like not a lot of emotional love in your relationships with your parents, not a lot of space held for you. Um, you existed, you may have, I was just about to say, you may have, look, beloved, it's, half past 11 when I'm recording this so please just bear with me it's probably going to be quite a comical (laughs) podcast because when I'm tired I'm kind of comical you know kind of just like in my own head so (laughs) um (laughs) yeah bear with me um if you know you had parents that didn't see themselves and I've said this before they cannot possibly see you in the way that you needed them to have seen you in order for you to have a full sense of self. A sense of self in the sense that there are beings right now walking on this planet. (laughs) This might even be you, I don't know. That they feel within them a deep sense of security, a deep sense of I feel nurtured in this existence. I feel nurtured in my own existence. I feel nurtured in this life. And, you know, when and when negative or painful situations happen, it might, you know, destable them, but it doesn't rattle them in the way that... And obviously those, those type of beings have probably had a very emotionally stable, emotionally stable childhoods. Beloveds, like I said, just forgive me, I'm rambling right now. <laughs> As opposed to, and I'm not saying again that we should place like value judgments on each other's pains, not what I'm saying. You have beings that um, have gone through such deep childhood trauma, complex PTSD, whatever you want to call it. And when they're adults and something negative happens to them, or not even negative, but something painful happens to them, or they're faced with, you know, a situation that causes them great pain, yeah, that will trigger such deep feelings of abandonment within them because they don't have this and I'm talking about myself here don't have this place of security within us that was developed through our childhood experiences with our parents so that we have that safe place within us because it doesn't feel safe on the inside you know that it doesn't feel safe on the inside for beings that have been through any type of childhood trauma um and as an introvert i've always looked to states of peace and always been into very relaxing music and as much as i was i was such an emo kid i'm not joking you know i i loved bands such as like within temptation and evanescence and i still listen to them now and like limp biscuit and i used to l- listen to explosions in the sky which i still do this will destroy you cigarette ross if i'm pronouncing that right and i still listen to like really heavy music um some pop metal some heavy and i also listen to a lot of like relaxing uh, ambient kind of you know kind of soft music meditation music whatever world music as well and I always felt, up until a few years ago, that this 
state of being that I was truly looking for on the inside had to be created by the external reality. Like I have to listen to peaceful music in order to feel peaceful. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it's because as children, like we we should have had enough nurturing and enough of a mirror held up in front of us so that we know who we are. And if you don't have that, it, beloved, this is why if you do have parents, if you are pregnant, sorry, not if you have parents, look, forgive me right now, I'm tired. If you do have children, if you are having, about to have children, in a stand, beloved, I don't like the word understand because you're not standing under anything, in a stand that you are not just bringing a mini me into this universe, whoa, believe me when I say this. You are bringing an entity into this universe, onto the side of reality, an eternal being that is not a mini you. First of all, we need to understand that with children. That is a complete, it's his or her own being, their own being, regardless of, you know, your projection of what this child should be, what this child should say, what this child should look like, what this child should do in the future, how this child should behave, what you will and not accept about this child. Like all of that has to go out the window because we realize that a lot of like what we experienced with our parents growing up is a lot of their projection onto us it's a lot of their projection and it's almost like we need to be able to see children for the for the pure divine beings that they are without our eyes perceiving them through our own stream of consciousness our own lens of consciousness which to a certain degree obviously we're going to do that anyway because that's just you're always going to perceive from your state of consciousness it's impossible to see outside of that state of consciousness because that's just where you are operating from as an individual however we need to be able to see the divinity within within each and every child within each and every individual even when that's really hard because i get really pissed off sometimes i'm not gonna lie and so where's this going like well obviously the topic of uh, the conversation for today conversation i'm conversing with myself but i feel like my beloveds are in the room with me because i know eventually you're gonna hear this and i'm just gonna let you know i love you all thanks for listening and let me just continue <laughs> um so the cure for self-hatred is self-love and the extremes of of i'm trying to piece it all together the extremes of feeling in this deep dark place of self-abandonment self-denial self-rejection just no one loves me no one wants me like what is my purpose in this world like i don't even want to be here and then also feeling these intense waves of happiness these intense waves of contentment i suppose contentment's not intense but <laughs> these intense waves of i feel high right now just on my own breath, just on understanding the reality of my own divine consciousness, understanding who I am. And for, I don't know if anyone relates to this, but for me as an individual, I've gone through a lot of self-loathing. I experience it even to this day because I realize that I have this scarcity mindset in so many different areas of my life because I never felt like any kind of emotional kind of nurturing was given to me. Now, I don't 
remember being a baby I mean I remember being kind of like I have certain memories of me kind of like being in my cot I know that sounds really weird but I have certain memories but I don't remember everything so I don't know how much nurturing I got I just know that I don't feel safe within myself I know that my physiology I know that like I don't feel safe in my own body and it makes sense doesn't it like when you've gone through trauma a child does not feel safe within themselves because one there's no mirror and two the people that are doing the um the abuse even if it is emotional abuse and you may not have considered that abuse and you're just thinking you know well it's not physical abuse it's not sexual abuse it's not this abuse it's not that abuse not abuse is abuse so even when it is emotional abuse which i only realized recently that by one particular parent that this particular parent has emotionally abused me and i've only just realized that in the past nine months and that's why I've had to step away from my family to realize that like this is not a judgment I just need to know what I can what I will and will not tolerate realizing that the family patterns and realizing what is actually going on in these relationships in order to understand your own relationship with yourself and I realized that one of the reasons why and I've probably said this before but one of the reasons why I started to truly look within because I was manifesting things that are very typical of complex PTSD. Like the very like the things that I've experienced are very typical for somebody that has been through extreme childhood trauma. But I had to look at what I was manifesting to then realize, Amy, you've actually had a very traumatic childhood and why are you not able to see it? Well, that was my familiar, that was normal. It's only when you when you have someone that you tell your issues to, you tell your problems to, and they can turn around and say, wow, that is really traumatic. But because I am so emotionally guarded, I don't allow people into my life. You may think that I talk about my life a lot, but there are only certain aspects of my healing that I'm making public so that, because I know that I'm empowering other beings to dive deep with themselves because I am truly diving deeper than I've ever gone before with myself and it's painful as fuck but the pain has purpose as opposed to living below the veil of consciousness and just being like well you know let's just swim in our pain for the sake of it and never really help ourselves and you know take this pill and take that pill and get bladdered on the weekend and just like not remember any of our memories for the sake of it and you know let's all pretend to be sane and pretend to be normal when you know that wow yeah so (laughs) being able to see that certain things in your life certain experiences are teaching you or should be able to show you where you suffer the most so for me I've said this before um if you've been listening to my podcast long enough that the long list of things that now when I look at the long list of things that I've that I've experienced my whole life are very 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 alarming and show me how traumatic my childhood actually was and how much I've literally every single day since a child I've been suffering and I try not to use the word suffering too much but my experience has been I feel like I've been suffering because I've never been able to get out of this state of being where I just don't feel safe because I never felt emotionally safe with my parents so 
the long list of things that can, you know, that can show up in our lives. And these are the things that from the top of my head, like I've experienced suicidal depression. I've experienced cutting my own wrists, you know, like I wouldn't even think of doing that now. Like it just screams to me how much I was suffering and I just didn't know how to stop the pain. And because I felt so numb and I was dissociating and dissociation is a huge uh you know that should show you how much trauma you've been through um I would just because of that dissociation I would just literally want to carve into my own skin to punish myself because as a child when I was feeling hurt when I was feeling like I don't know why my parents don't acknowledge me as as an actual human being they speak at me speak to me I don't feel like I exist here amongst you people and it's like you because you're not seen because I wasn't seen I internalized that rejection and that internalization of rejection turned into self-hatred that's what self-hatred is that's what anger is and rage it's self-punishment you're punishing yourself for feeling hurt and feeling angry and the, the amount of rage that I still am working through now I have a lot of rage within it's like I realize that there's a reason why we are the way we are. There's a reason why we must must actually put up a mirror to ourselves and look at ourselves, especially if that mirror was not there for you to look at when you were a child. You just didn't experience love. You didn't have someone to look at you in the face and look at you in the eyes and say, you know what? I love you so much and I see you and I care about you. And so because you didn't have that, you know, it manifested in my life as self-harm in the form of cutting my wrist literally with a razor blade um promiscuous sex which to some people is just like well isn't sexual freedom a good thing well it depends what you mean by sexual freedom and if using sex to punish yourself then sex becomes this unhealthy chaotic experience where i'm numbing myself out through sex to don't quite still understand what I was trying to do but I I felt like I was trying to escape myself binge eating and eating and eating and eating and eating and eating when I felt sad and depressed when I felt anxious um staying in all the time and, and not wanting to be around people when I felt triggered which I didn't even know that triggered was an was an actual I didn't realize that the word triggered was the word that I needed to that that was what was happening basically I just felt oh my god what is this flood of emotion taking over my body you know whenever I was going through an intense upset through a breakup it tended to be a breakup or something or a family issue I would literally go straight to the shops and literally buy myself a packet of cigarettes and again I wouldn't even dream of doing that now it's like when I'm triggered I may get a little bit angry and pissed off and hurt and upset, but I feel those feelings and I'm working through them and I'm allowing those feelings to rise up in the body and just like, oh my God, like, (laughs) it's like when you actually feel the anger and the rage and the hurt, it's like you, I've said this before, but it's like you can feel it rising in the body, like truly feel it, not just give yourself to it. I don't even mean that. I don't even mean give yourself to it and fully embody the rage. I mean feel the feeling of the rage. As in like you're stepping back from it. You're witnessing it. 
and you're allowing it to be and you can see it for what it is. It's just an emotion rather than the, letting the emotion take over you, being in the middle of the emotion and being like, like, fuck life and fuck this. I'm sorry to swear on my podcast, beloveds. I think it's the first time I swore, but anyway, forgive me for that. <laughs> um, just being able to just like feel it and just allow it to be. And then once you've perceived it and then once you've al- just experienced it for what it is because the body wants you to experience your emotions then it it lifts and lifts and lifts and then eventually it just goes and it's taking me like I get through my triggers so fast right now (laughs) compared to how I used to and again it's because I love myself enough to truly know what I need to experience to get through this trauma. Beloveds, if you've been through childhood trauma and it's something you've pushed back to the back of your mind and it's something you just don't think of, from my heart, from my heart to your heart, beloveds, I ask you, truly look at your pain and truly allow yourselves, allow yourself, beloved, to grieve to truly grieve what your inner child is grieving every single day and only you know what that is beloved only you you know what your inner child or maybe you don't even know you know I asked myself this question the other day and I was just literally crying my eyes I I literally felt like I wanted to scream because it's a, a question that I very rarely ever ask myself I don't even know how many times I've asked myself this question but I know that I've not asked myself this question a lot maybe two or three times consciously that I remember I was sat in meditation and I just had my hand on my heart and I was just I felt this dissociation and I felt like my inner child doesn't feel connected to my adult self and I was just like oh my god where are you though where are you that wasn't the question the the actual question I'm talking about but I first of all asked myself like where are you like I feel like my inner child is so scared of me because she knows, she, I feel like she doesn't trust me. When I say me, I mean my adult self and she's hiding and it's like until I come down to her at her level and tell her how much I love her and tell her how much I am willing to protect her over everything because she knows that I was the one that sacrificed her every time I slept with a man toxic masculinity I just gave myself away and it was my inner child that felt that pain not my adult self and it was my inner child that was in pain when I took a razor blade to my wrists cut through my skin and watched the blood just pour down my arm it was my inner child that was there when I was eating and eating and eating and eating to kind of silence my own inner child to silence my own pain because I didn't want to feel it and that is normal, that's just what we're conditioned to do and the real question came when I sat in meditation, I was like not only where are you, like I can't find you where are you I said what is it that you need what do you need and I'm not joking I felt my inner child scream, you. And I sat there and I was like, 
yes <laughs> oh my god yes that is what you need <laughs> and i sat with myself and i envisioned my own inner child oh my god i'm such bliss in my own heart my heart it just feels like it just wants to explode because i'm just so i have so much love for my inner child you know oh my goodness and i when i was in meditation i was just like envisioning my adult self just <laughs> kneeling down to my inner child you know with a you know with a child you know you need to come down to that level right don't speak down to a child or speak at a child come down to their level where they are so that they trust you <laughs> and i came down to the level of my inner child and i was just like can i hold you because my inner child doesn't trust me half the time she knows i've been so willing in the past to just put her needs aside and just to it's almost like i just threw her to the side while I, while i indulged in my own self sabotage self sabotage and just not caring how i truly felt and so i asked her i said can i hold you and she slowly came to me and beloved is when i felt oh my goodness when i felt oh my god my heart wants to explode i can't even explain it when i felt my own inner child literally just embrace me it felt like i'd come home and this is something that i have to allow myself to feel that there's this disconnection between myself lowercase s and myself and i feel connect disconnected to my inner child because this repetitive cycle of self abandonment and self rejection and self denial is my familiar pattern because i wasn't seen or i didn't feel seen in my childhood so then i i internalized that rejection and it turned into self hatred because that's what that's what happens to a child when you don't have a mirror when you don't have parents to hold you up and you have parents that all they care about is their own needs and their own depression and their own feelings and their own gratification it's like don't you realize this eternal et- eternal beings in your midst like why and these material things more important than children you know like it's like do you not realize that everything that you're doing is going to shape this child and for the rest of this child's life if this child doesn't wake up and realize who they are they're just going to continue to live from this blueprint and i'm just so thankful like that i've been able to wake up literally because believe it i'm not saying that i don't experience deep waves of depression i still do i've said this before but i've come so far from self-hatred to self-love in implementing what i know to be true what i know to be true and self-love truly is the cure to self-hatred what what is comfortable for me is 
just going back into that sad little place within me it's just it's just beloved it's not nice it's like literally I don't have the words to say because I feel so deeply and I'm not always excellent at communicating what it is that I'm feeling but if I could if I could write down how I feel when I'm in that place of sadness where I feel like and I have no I have no way of even explaining it just feel like I literally do not want to be on this planet anymore that's how intense the trauma is that I face or I don't want to be here and I allow myself to feel it because consciously I know because of what I've learned and because of what what I'm going through on this healing journey I know (laughs) beloveds that when I'm in that pain I'm not going to be in it forever Sometimes it's two days and I have to still get through my day and I'm just feeling so depressed and so sad. And my inner child, I don't know where she is. I I feel very dissociative. And there are still hidden parts of me that I'm still allowing to come to the surface. Memories that I know are deeply buried. Memories that I don't want to look at. Allowing them to rise up slowly, very, very slowly. And this deep time of healing and transformation is so beautiful because I feel like I am changing. And I had a conversation with a being who up until recently was very intimate in my life. And um, I I hadn't spoken or seen this individual for three months. And I spoke to them today on the phone and this person literally said, Oh, same old Amy, Amy Letitia. And I just was like, no no I'm not the same old Amy Letitia at all I'm changing every single day I'm healing every single day what I know and what I'm experiencing the level of what which I'm healing compared to where I was three months ago no and I didn't say this from this ego perspective of oh well you know don't you dare compare me to who I was three months ago you don't know me I was just like, I literally spoke from my soul, like, no, I'm not the same person I was three months ago. Every single day is a new opportunity to heal. Every single day is a new opportunity to truly feel what we have been so conditioned to ignore. And there are so many cultures. It's not even a race thing. I think it's a culture, like so many different cultures. You know, I heard someone the other day when I was in, in a Hindu temple and they were saying, um, oh, Indians don't ever like to talk about anything. And I was just like looking at these individuals, you know, talking about real things that happen in the family. And I was looking at this individual and I was just like, well, you know, for me, culturally, coming from a Jamaican family, Jamaicans don't like to talk about things either. And then I was thinking, wait a minute, neither do English people either. Like, why English people? <laughs> like, it's not a race thing. It's a culture thing. It's like culture's just, we've been so programmed and conditioned to hide what it is that no one wants to talk about because they're scared of how the family will perceive or judge your experience of your childhood. And it's like all of the things that you do in your life, beloved, if you have a coping mechanism for any type of trauma, any triggers that come up, any pain, look at your coping mechanisms, write them down look at them, really look at them 
and see what it is your inner child is trying to teach you about what you're not able to handle. You weren't given the tools to handle extreme amounts of pain. So what is it, what is it that you're doing in life now as an adult to almost suffocate your inner child who is constantly teaching you what she or he or they want you to know about you? Because you are your inner child and your inner child is you. So when there's that gap between you, and there's that gap between your adult self and your inner child. There is self-denial even just there. There is self-hatred there. There is resentment there. Because you can't abandon a, a, yourself without denying yourself. And this shows up in our lives. It doesn't just show up in one area. Your whole life could be a projection of self-denial. Look intimately at your friendships and, and, the, and the, the family members that you choose to spend time with. Take a look carefully, especially energetically, at the, the romantic partners that you've had or are currently in. Take a look at your job. Really take a look at it. Take a look at your own relationship with yourself and see if there is something there. See what it is underneath all of that. That is the root cause of the manifestation of what you're currently experiencing. Because beloveds, beloved, we, the world is not out there. The world literally is within us. We literally get to choose what we're manifesting. If you have a, 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 a and, and a, you know, an idea of contempt or a perception, a, you know, if you used to perceive yourself with such contempt and you believe, oh, no one's going to love me and I'm not good enough to apply for this job, so I'm just going to settle for this one. And if you have negative views about yourself, watch how the world will reflect back to you those core beliefs. If you think so highly of yourself, if you think that the world always supports me, my relationships are nourishing, it's a give and take, a reciprocal relationship, the world is safe. It's because you have <laughs> that feeling of inner safety. Because in your childhood, that was, that was like a platform of love that you got to stand on. Whereas in a child that didn't have that, it was like they were sinking every single day sinking and sinking and sinking and screaming for someone to just help them out but they were drowning and no one was there so as an adult you go whenever you're in pain you go back to that place of scarcity and depression and and and, and for some people they can see it as like oh you've just given up oh you just you know you're, you're just weak you know traumatized traumatized children are not weak people that go through depression people that are still in the grip of complex PTSD or, or people that are experiencing anxiety. Look, all of these labels, bipolar, um, depression, anxiety, they're labels. And if you go to your doctor and they'll give you a pill and then you get your diagnosis, but beloveds, what do these labels say about you? What does the label depression really say about what you went through as a child? And it's such a, such a, when you think about it, it's just such injustice to say, oh, that person's got depression. As in, like, 
oh well that person's just got depression you don't know what that individual's been through as a child you don't know what they've experienced you don't know the intensity of the abuse or even now as an adult they might have had a peaceful and positive experience as a child but now as an adult they may have gone through loss of a family member they may have gone through a job loss or they may have gone through a divorce they may have lost a child you don't know what people have experienced in order to to get these labels and it's and it's you know i was reading um what book am i reading where is it it's over here i always forget the name of this book the body keeps the body keeps the score by bessel van der kolk yeah so sorry about the noise i'm just like lying in bed <laughs> and he was talking about the diagnoses of all these different experiences that we've been through and you know realistically when you go to your doctor if you feel, say you're feeling depressed they may give you the label of depression anxiety bipolar disorder and it's difficult because the amount of trauma that people have been through you might get the diagnosis of bipolar when actually you're going through complex ptsd so many people have the wrong diagnosis which means that people are getting the wrong treatment which means that people are not getting the right help for that specific situation and you know even talking therapy to an extent can be damaging because you're just talking about what you experienced rather than find talking and then finding solutions of how to work through it holistically to make sense of it in a way that is going to empower you rather than depower you you know you leave with one a diagnosis a label and two treatment and it ends there and then you think for the rest of your life that you're depressed you think the rest of your life you're gonna you know be just the result of trauma you know the rest of my life i'm going to be bipolar because that's the that's the label that i was given when no one is really getting to the root of self-hatred and self-denial and why do i have depression you know when i think about that word depression i just feel such it's like i feel such darkness because i can still feel those parts of myself that feel identified with that word and i know what it feels like to feel depressed and it's a label and everything that we're going through we need to remember beloveds that <laughs> Even if someone's labeled you, you can change anything. You can change your experience. And I'll be honest, like I don't know whether someone that's been through, I'm only talking from my experience and I'm not trying to get like philosophical here. I'm not saying that like I'm against any spiritual kind of <laughs> message that's kind of like not in alignment with what I'm saying. And if, I, if what I say doesn't resonate with you, just don't take it on board. But it, it is something that I feel. I feel that when you've gone through trauma as deeply as I've been through, and again, there's there's going to be people out there who have been through way more traumatic childhoods than me, but trauma is trauma, and we all experience it. <laughs> I don't know. Even if you, you're healing, deeply, deeply healing, those you're, you're deeply scarred as a person, you know? You're deeply scarred, and it affects your interpersonal relationships because your, your interpersonal relationships we're so damaged as, as a child you know it's not something that oh right i'm healed now 
and all of a sudden that pain goes away no you never forget it's still in there within you and you can release it through EFT and emotional freedom technique. you know you do release the pain but you're releasing the pain so that you're not constantly trapped in it you don't identify with it you don't live from it but that pain is still going to be there you know that pain's still going to be there and it's like when you realize that your interpersonal relationships were volatile and abusive and even if you don't want to see it it's going to affect the rest of your relationships and you know your relationship with yourself and so you know the cure truly is the cure for self-hatred truly is self-love and what really is self-love 39 minutes and 30 seconds into it and i've not really gone deep into what self-love is but it's first of all acknowledging how you really feel about yourself not even how you feel about others truly looking in the mirror truly looking in the mirror of your own soul and seeing how you actually feel about yourself and honoring that that if you feel rage against yourself if you feel angry towards yourself if you feel hatred towards yourself beloved you need to know that you were conditioned to feel that way about yourself because your needs were not met as a child it's not your fault it's not your fault that you feel hatred towards yourself it's not your fault that you feel depressed it's not your fault that you feel anxious when your home your own body doesn't feel like your own home when your own body doesn't feel safe when there's nowhere inside of you to go where you can feel like oh, I can breathe again. And I am talking outside of meditation. I am talking outside of a connection to the divine. I'm talking about your own being. That neutral state where we should just feel content. And you know that when you've been through childhood trauma, you don't feel that innate place of contentment. And I feel like for me, there's a part of me that does feel like I very, very early on in life had such a, a connection and a clinging to the idea of God or the divine because I just did not feel safe within me at all. And whenever I experienced the divine as a child, I felt safe. Not saying that my connection to the divine is just, a, just nothing but a coping mechanism, but it is something that I'm willing to admit to myself that that became my home <laughs> and the divine being myself right you know whatever word you want to put on it higher self whatever and so we need to be you know a part of self-love is 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 acknowledging and being truthful when everyone around us they're all lying to themselves about how they feel they're all lying to themselves <laughs> about the states of their relationships because if one they're not honest with themselves so how can their relationships relationships be an honest reflection you know, if you don't go deep with yourself, how can you expect someone else to go deep with you in a relationship? Especially romantic. Well, I was really talking about rom romantic, but talk about all relationships. And it's 12-12, and my phone's on 77%. Divine timing. Self-love is about <laughs> being honest with ourselves. Self-love is about knowing what we need even if it hurts someone else, because we're not intentionally hurting someone. If I need to distance myself from someone, I know that's gonna hurt someone. But if I need to distance myself, I'm going to distance myself from someone because that's what I need. 
regardless of how much it hurts. If I'm in a relationship that I know is only perpetuating the abuse that I went through in, in my childhood, or I know that this is just, this person's consciousness is just not aligning with mine, and I know I need to remove myself from this relationship, I know that's going to hurt that individual. But even in order to survive, I have to pull away from that relationship. I have to end that relationship. And it doesn't mean that you don't love people because you end relationships. It just means that right now, being in your life is not serving me. Your energy is not serving me. Your energy is conflicting with mine. And it doesn't mean I don't love you. It means I actually do love you because I can see that we're not meant to be together. Not according to fate, but according to the fact that I can see with my own spiritual eyes of discernment that this just, it's not working. Be honest with yourself. It's not working. Self-love is choosing what's healthier for you rather than what's convenient. You know, it's convenient right now to pick up a cigarette because I'm triggered and I don't want to feel this pain. It's convenient to take a paracetamol because I've got a headache rather than realizing you're dehydrated, which is the reason you've got a headache in the first place. We need to be able to like look at the root of everything. Self-love is truly looking at the root and healing the root. Looking in your, at your inner child, the deepest part of you, and asking her, asking him, asking them what they need what she needs, what he needs, being willing to be brave and courageous and, you know, being courageous, you know, it's all about the heart, if you're courageous, you're in touch with your own heart, to have courage is to have heart, have courage for your own healing, have courage for yourself and just know that beloved, you are worthy even if you feel like you're not, if you don't feel like you're worthy, a lot of the time I don't. I know that's because I was not made to feel worthy as a child. It's not an innate state of being where I just go within and I feel I feel worthy, I feel safe. No, I don't feel safe. I have to do a lot, get myself in alignment with myself to feel safe. And that's what it's teaching me is that it's not about blaming our parents. We don't want to do that. Because, you, you know, it's, it's, it's cruel, it's, you can observe, and I'm not saying that you pacify if you have been through unf- unforgivable types of abuse, you know, which obviously I'm talking more of this sexual abuse because I just feel like that is something that I just can't even fathom how, how much pain someone goes through when they've been through that. But observing the fact that your parents operate from their own place of consciousness They may not even love themselves and they brought you into this world in an environment of their own self-denial and you were the the receiver, beloveds, understand this, you were the receiver of your parents' state of consciousness. If you're in a place of scarcity, whether that's financial scarcity, emotional scarcity, what is scarcity? Scarcity, literally. Having this place within you where you just feel overwhelmed all the time because you were made to feel unsafe as a child it's always going to go back to your childhood always not in the sense that we would just want to keep making excuses for our behavior and justifying things because you know that's what happened to me as a child it's just the way I am when people say things like it's just the way I am I'm just like yeah you need to sort yourself out (laughs) it's not just the way you are you can change the way you are 
at any time that you want. By being honest with yourself and seeing that self-hatred, it's just your coping mechanism for something else that you don't want to see. You weren't, you didn't have those tools as a child, but you know what, beloveds? We're not children anymore. We do have a choice who we have in our lives. We do have a choice who we date. We do have a choice. And the sad thing is, is that a child can't go to the authorities because they know they'll be punished by their parents. But you know what? Your parents were the authorities as a child. If you've had a peaceful and beautiful childhood, you know what? (sighs) I feel so much happiness for you. I really do. But I know that the types of people that are listening to this podcast are, are not necessarily those types of people. I know that if you've been through trauma, I know that if your parents have put you through unspeakable, unspeakable pain, just through their own unconsciousness, I know how that feels. I know how that feels. And hating yourself for the way that they didn't see you is not the way. It's the way in which we innately go back to that place. We want to bury ourselves. And I'm a Cancerian. So when I'm going through triggers or when I'm in pain, when I feel hurt and my inner child is wounded, I'm going to go into my shell. I remove myself from people and I stay home and I work when I work and I just don't want to be around anyone. Because that's how I hid as a child. It was just like, oh, I need to just hide inside myself because I can't handle any of this. I can't handle interpersonal relationships. You know, I have to look at why I'm constantly having difficulties when I'm emotionally close to someone. And I realize what it is. It's because I've gone through emotional abuse as a child. Emotional abuse. Um... And it, it was very deep, and I was emotionally enmeshed, enmeshed with this individual, this this parent. And and it's again, it's just observing my childhood. It's not about pointing the finger at my parents. I'm not calling my parents out. I'm just saying that this is my childhood, and I have a right to observe what I've experienced, so I can learn from it. And self hatred shows up in so many ways in our lives. And only you know, beloved, if you're willing to just take the time, like I said earlier, to write down what it is that you do. What it is that you do when you're triggered. What it is that you do when you're hurting. How are you coping? How are you, what are you using as a coping mechanism? You need to truly look at that. Because that coping mechanism is also self-hatred. Depending on what it is that you do when you're triggered. Every act of my life up until nine months ago, I was just living in a perpetual state of self-hatred. And it was so dark, so dark that as I'm transforming and rising, literally, out of this darkness, even though I experience darkness, I'm still rising out of it. And that's the, the, that's the, the magical thing is that I'm in it, but I'm rising out of it. I'm in it, but I'm rising out of it. (laughs) You are in it, beloved, and you're rising out of it if you choose that. And it is a choice. Everything is a choice. Healing is a choice. To stay broken and victimized and living below the veil of consciousness. To live the life of 
victim consciousness is a choice. You have a choice. And if you feel like you don't, it's because you were conditioned to feel like you don't. The cure to self-hatred is truly self-love. Self-love. Self-love is not even self-care. Self-care is taking a bubble bath and getting a pedicure and getting a manicure and doing your hair. And all those things are lovely. I love doing those things, although I'm not super, super girly in that sense. Although do those things really qualify as being super girly? I don't know. But I never really get my nails done. I never really go for pedi- pedicures, manicures. I have girls in my family that do, and they're way more super girly than I am. <laughs> um that's self-care self-love is 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 to do with your soul what's the state of your soul like beloved that deep place in within you that you recognize as the real you are you taking care of her are you taking care of him are you nourishing your soul Are you spending time with people that nourish you and support you and inspire you and empower you? Or are you allowing people to abuse you and make make excuses for these people? Are you in a meaningful, romantic relationship with somebody that loves you? You know, are you in a job that is satisfying and meaningful? If you're a passionate soul... Are you showing that eight hours a day through your expression of work? Or is your soul being silenced in a menial nine-to-five job? And I know we have bills to pay. I know that we have to provide food on the table when we have children. However, when you come to this place of self-love for yourself, when you start to truly see yourself, capital S, for the divine being that you are, you realize that you can only express what it is that you're passionate about. And your, your external reality, the things that you see as is, is the things that cause you pain now, they're only a mirror showing you which areas of your life you need to work on. And those things will change, trust me. Trust me, I've been through the trauma, I've been through the pain. I'm not saying it in a sense that, oh, I'm qualified to say that, you know, there are no promises made on this podcast because my experience is my experience. What works for me may not work for you. But I just want to encourage you from the depths of my heart, beloved, that you're not alone. You're not the only one going through what you're going through. And you have everything within you to change this circumstance that you're in. If you feel depowered, if you feel stuck, if you, conf- if you feel confused, if you feel alone, the answer is you. The answer's always been you. But I know how hard it is to see that the answer is you because maybe you've always placed that attention on other beings. Relationships, you've always felt like men are gonna save you or women are gonna save you out of your own pain, only to realize that all of that pain just comes to the surface of your relationship and you get into arguments with your spouse and you break up after three years and you get with someone else, different face, same energy, until you start realizing the pain is within you. The trauma is within you. You are the answer. When you've given all your power away to priests and rabbis and popes and gurus and 
(laughs) you may feel like the answer is out there. God within, beloved. The answer is within you. You are the one that can heal you. When someone else claims to be a healer, realize that we are all healers. The power is within you to go from self-hatred to self-love if you choose it. If you choose it, and it is a choice, even when it's painful and you, you feel like you don't even want to exist. The fact that you're here on this planet at this time right now says everything. You're worthy of existence, even if you don't feel like it. Even if you don't feel like you're worthy of existence, just know that you are. I'm sending you my love, my deep gratitude for your existence, my deep gratitude for my own existence, and realizing that coming out of pain and truly transforming truly transformation transformational and being able to go through the fire and the burning and it does burn it does burn but really the burning doesn't hurt in the same way that a fleshy kind of burning would hurt it's just purging what was never real in the first place burn the fault in order so that you can see what really is real which is you you are the cure to self-hatred no longer are we satisfied with internalizing the self-hatred that we learnt to you know that was our coping mechanism as a child it all went within whatever we didn't get from our parents it all went within as an internalization of rage of um, self-denial which manifested as rage, manifests as rage and manifests as depression. Like depression feels like rage to me, inner rage against the self. Not being able to forgive the past, just feeling at war with the self. It's depression. Deep state of sadness, depression, it really is. Depression is just a word. It's just a word, beloveds. Again, I'm sending you my love 57 minutes and 20 seconds in, and the longest I can go is 60 minutes, so I have less than, you know, two minutes to kind of wrap this up. Again, I'm sending you my love, and um, I encourage you to just keep pressing forward on this healing journey, and love, 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 and forgiveness for the self, you know? If you're not following me, following me on Instagram, head over to Amy Letitia. 777 and we can get connected over there (laughs) see you next time